0: I feel Invincible I am tenacious As the fiery sun In all of its brilliance Fucker. I wheeled my life into existence create oneness podcast welcome back to co-create oneness namaste everyone and to all my friends around the world thank you for coming back here every single week to listen learn and evolve if you're new here i'm your host dan wilkes and i designed this podcast to help you wake up to the power inside of you every week i break down a major topic to help you co-create oneness in all areas of your life, physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally. I host this show live on TikTok every Sunday. This week I had to be pushed back, so this is live Monday, uh, March 7th. If you haven't already done so, be sure and follow me on TikTok and all other social media platforms, for that matter, at CoCreate Oneness, that's C-O-C-R-E-8 Oneness. I'm most active and responsive on TikTok With that said, today we're going to talk about seven tips to help you be more disciplined. I mean, who couldn't use a little more discipline in their life, right? I know I can. I'm so naturally inclined to mess up, it's unreal. All the years of drug abuse for me really programmed me for failure, and it's taken some extreme amounts of self-discipline to change my life. And that's why today we're going to talk about self-discipline. So if you can be, if you could be more disciplined with what you have and everything that surrounds you in your life, the more that you can get yourself to do what you know is supposed to be done, the better your life is going to get. Right? Right. When you do what is necessary to create the life you want, you get to live the life that you want. I love how Les Brown puts it, if you do what is easy, your life will be hard, but if you do what is hard, your life will be easy. The easiest way to look at this is to first describe what I mean by discipline. Because what discipline means to me might be different than what it means to you, right? For me, I don't see it as a bad connotation. I see it as a prerequisite to get the things that I want. The way I see discipline is being able to take actions regardless of how you feel. Forcing your body to do what your mind says is best. There's nothing else to it. Choosing what your mind says to do instead of what your body is feeling. It's feeling that resistance and doing it anyway. It's following what your mind tells you to do versus what the body says. Because sometimes the body gets lazy, right? It's about doing it no matter how tired you are, no matter how lazy you are. Your mind knows what you need to do to get stuff done. But there's a disconnect somewhere in there. There's a disconnect from the body and the body doesn't want to do it or your thinking is in the wrong spot. So it's about connecting to the energy of what needs to be done and doing it versus knowing what needs to be done and choosing to sit on the couch and do nothing. Choosing not to hang out, scrolling on Instagram, and then feeling like crap about it later because you didn't get anything done. So let's go through the seven tips for having more discipline now. Number one, thank you, Rob Dial, for this valuable information. If you're not disciplined, you need to start focusing on the opportunity and not the obligation. And what I mean by that is that you need to stop looking at the task in front of you as an obligation. You need to change your perception Change how you see circumstances, situations, and experiences. Last week, I spoke about moving from the victim mindset to the victor mindset. Well, once you get here, it takes extreme discipline to keep moving uphill. Look at what is in front of you as something that is necessary. The challenges you face have to happen in order for you to grow. It's something required of success. Find the opportunity in challenging situations. Let's say that you want to make $100,000 a year and it's your first time in sales. And so the reason you want to make $100,000 a year is so that your family can have a big backyard and your children have a big house, grow up in a hometown, you know, get a great education. That's a beautiful thing to be able to think about, right? That my friends is focusing on the opportunity. The obligation is that you have to sit down and make 50 to 100 cold calls every day this week in order to make that happen. So instead of looking at the obligation of, damn it, I got to sit down and make these stupid phone calls. How about thinking more positive? Like, you know, when I make these 50 phone calls, it'll get me one step closer to my children having a safe environment that they can grow up in with a better education. If you think about the opportunity and not the obligation to make the 50 phone calls, you'd be more motivated to make those 50 phone calls. So if you're not disciplined to take the action that you need to create the life that you want, it's probably because you're focusing on the obligation that is in front of you and not the opportunity. I'll be honest with you. When I sit down to create episodes for this podcast, it's not my favorite thing to do. I love shooting the podcast. I enjoy recording it live in front of you guys. I enjoy sound recording, editing, adding my creative element to the things, but the act of sitting down and writing episodes is dreadful to me. I love all the other aspects of it, but to sit down and plan is really not my cup of tea. I'm not keen on it, but I have to force myself to do it. You know, Why am I speaking on this today? Because... Killing procrastination is the number one primary objective of my life right now. I'm a practitioner of self-discipline, and it is completely changing my life. You're not going to love every single part of everything that you do, so remind yourself as to why you're doing it. If I remind myself that there are hundreds, if not thousands of people that listen to this podcast, and that number is increasing every week... Because, you know, I'm not advertising or marketing, you guys. My podcast is growing because of the valuable content. I remind myself of this instead of the obligation, and it motivates me to write new content. You know, I I think of the people that get inspired on a daily basis, that reach out to me and tell me that they're inspired and how it's inspired them to act. I think about that. I know that so many people depend on me now for encouragement, accountability, and motivation. You know, there's, there's going to be people whose lives are going to change because of what I'm doing. I remind myself of that. There are people that are really depressed. And if they listen to an episode of this podcast, it's going to turn on the light in their darkness and make them feel better. If I can make someone else's life better from the content I'm creating, look, thinking like this, now I'm looking at the opportunity. Instead of the obligation, you know, the obligation of, I got to sit down and poor pitiful me, blah, blah, blah. I got to write 2,500 words. I got to do this research. Boo hoo. Instead of complaining about the workload, I remind myself why I'm doing what I'm doing. And it's a big key to having discipline. Moving on to number two. Number two is master the small things. I'm a really big believer in the small things and doing the small things right. Because success in life usually doesn't come about by some big, massive, cataclysmic event that makes you successful. Most of the time, it's usually a bunch of little, teeny, tiny, boring things that you do every single day. I spoke about this in an episode number 49, I think it is, Tiny Little Baby Step Morning Habits. If you're a basketball player, how many times have you practiced your crossover? How many times have you run the play? How many times have you done the drill? Do you know the plan like the back of your hand? No matter what your profession, is your vision as clear as the blue in the sky? The fundamentals of being a basketball player, if you look it up, a football player, a wide receiver, a quarterback, any sport, really, if you look it up, they've mastered the routes. They mastered stopping on a dime and turning to the left. They've mastered the jump shot. They mastered throwing the ball to the pocket. They've mastered every little small thing because they've done it over and over and over again. Repetition, my friend. That is called doing the small things and the small things count the most. You know, we need to make sure that it is so built into our programming, into our hands, into our muscles, that no matter what happens, our hands are going to do what we've trained them to do through discipline, the small things, fundamentals, day in and day out, whether you want to or not. So what are the small things in your life? For me, it's forcing myself to write 2,500 words a day. I'm writing a new book. I'm creating an online course for recovering addicts. I'm hosting this podcast. All of this stuff requires a lot of writing. At a minimum, I need to be writing at least 2,500 words a day in my journal, in my scrapbook, on my laptop, on my blog, for this podcast, on my phone's notepad. Every time I think of something, I need to be writing more and more and more. So that was number two, master the small things. Number three, design your environment to complement what you're trying to accomplish. I'll give you a great example. If you're trying to lose weight, have you designed your environment to help you lose weight? Have you taken out all the sugary snacks and all the things that you shouldn't eat? Have you removed them from your house? A great example I can give you is me and sugar. My body loves sugar. Every time it's around me, I just eat it until it's gone. I have to finish every bite. If I have a piece of candy, I want to finish the entire bag. If there is cereal in my house at night and milk in my fridge, my body is inclined to eat two or three bowls. It's just how I operate. If you want to set your environment up to support your new diet, then clean out your cabinets. Clean out your refrigerator, set up your environment to support the foods you want to eat and eliminate all the other foods that violate your diet. For me, my environment is designed to make sure that I don't eat sugar. You need to design your environment to help you practice more discipline. What can you do if you spend too much time on the couch? What about take all the cushions off your couch and throw them inside your closet? So if you have no pillows on your couch, maybe you're more inclined to to sit on the floor or, or at least it's going to be less comfortable. And maybe you'll be like, I might as well go out and do what needs to be done. Right. Instead of sitting here on this uncomfortable couch with no pillows. Right. (laughs) Do you waste too much time on social media? How can you design your environment? How, how about putting the phone in another room and don't allow yourself to use it for a set time limit? If you have a roommate or a spouse, go give them your phone and say, hey, don't give me my phone for at least two hours. I have to get some things done. If I ask for it, even if I say it's an emergency, don't let me. That's designing your environment. Do you want to wake up and go for a run? Put your running shoes next to the sink so when you wake up and you go brush your teeth, then your shoes are right there, ready to be laced up. Or how about you just go to sleep in your running clothes? Go to sleep in your running clothes so that you're literally ready to go. How can you design your environment to support the life that you're trying to create? Think about that. How do you need to design your environment? How can you make it better? Do you want to meditate? How can you design your environment to meditate? How can you make it easier to want to meditate? What do you need to do to design your environment, to floss your teeth? Maybe set the floss out by the faucet so that you see it immediately when you turn the water off, design your environment to support you in taking actions towards whatever it is you're trying to accomplish. Tip number four, make sure that you have more discipline by moving your body. Move your body, move your ass. This is something you've heard me talk about. If you've been listening to this show for a while, if you feel lazy, get your ass in motion, your body will respond to whatever you make it do. Have you pushed through a 30 minute elliptical exercise before? I have. You push through the first seven minutes and then your body realizes, damn, this guy's not going to stop. And it responds with the energy needed to make you keep going. If, if your body knows that your mind's not going to give up, it will provide the energy. It's a lot easier to keep going at the end of a workout simply because of all the chemicals in your body that are needed to keep going, right? So once you wake up that energy, once you get those chemicals going, it's easier to keep going. You force your body into action. It changes your chemistry and gives you more energy to drive, to keep going. Action creates more action, my friends, and inaction creates more inaction. So what do you need to do to break that cycle of inaction? Tip number five. Number five is to count down and go. I learned this from Mel Robbins in her book called The Five Second Rule. And it's funny she wrote a book about this because I literally have been doing this for a long time. Growing up, anytime I was scared to do something, I would count down from three and just go. I didn't know why I was doing what I was doing, but just that counting down gave you the courage to go and do whatever it was. You know, if I was scared to get out of bed and walk to the bathroom in the dark, I would count down three, two, one, and just dart to the bathroom. Once I learned of her book and started watching her on YouTube, it reconnected me with this valuable tool. You see, when you count down, it interrupts your habit loop. It moves your thinking from the basal ganglia out of your fear and it awakens the prefrontal cortex. It interrupts the part that is spinning without you thinking about it. The basal ganglia, it's it's, it's moving without you thinking subconsciously. And so I think this is ingrained in most of us, you know, Um, when our parents wanted us to do something, when we grow, when we were growing up, you know, put, put your toys away, but, but you don't do it. And they say, do it now. And then we wait till we hear mom counting, right? Three, two. And you hope you better, you better get your ass moving before she says one. Right. So I think it's kind of built into our brains. Like I'm afraid to find out what happens at zero. So with that being built into us, it doesn't allow us to sit around and think. Speaking of thinking about our problems, I've, heard, I've never heard someone think their problems away, right? I've never heard of someone thinking their problems out of their head. You have to get up. You have to get moving. You have to get to doing something. Usually some sort of action is required. So that's tip number five is to count down and go. Tip number six is bet on yourself. Just like that app, Healthy Wage where people can bet on how much weight they want to lose, right? How about asking your friend to partake in a low dollar bet? If you were trying to quit smoking, bet your friend a hundred dollars that you can go a week without a cigarette. Place a bet on yourself. If you're trying to quit smoking, betting on yourself, I bet you, um, you're not gonna, you're not gonna violate that bet. You don't want to give your friend a hundred dollars. You don't want to buy your own cigarettes and go give your friend a hundred dollars too. Not only that, if you win the bet, your friend gives you a hundred dollars. Is that not a badass way to, to keep yourself motivated, to practice self-discipline? I don't think I've ever taken a bet that I wasn't sure I I could win, you know? So if you truly want to have self-discipline, this could be a great way of helping you stay motivated, especially, especially if you know, you're going to get that $100. So, and finally, tip number seven is to find an accountability partner. Just like a sponsor in 12 step recovery, find someone that can hold you accountable to the goals that you set. And if I may add, find someone that's not your parents. (laughs) I can attest to the dread that is created from hearing your folks nag at you, right? If you ask your parents to be your accountability partner, at least for me, it feels like scorn when they try and hold you up to your word. So ask a friend, ask someone you admire. As someone you know looks out for your best interests, and if you don't have someone like that, I have good news for you. We have the Co-Create Oneness WhatsApp group. You can join this group and be surrounded by a family of like minds that will love on you and encourage you to be your best. To join the group, just go to danwilkes.com and then scroll down, I think it's about the middle of the page, and click on join the WhatsApp group. Or you can go to Linktree, that's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E forward slash Dan Wilkes. My name is spelled with a Z and, and you can join it that way. Or just go to my TikTok page and click that link there. So many different ways. If you need an accountability partner, if you need a group of people to hold you accountable, this group is the perfect place for you. And we're going to be waiting for you there. So So be sure and join that right now. So those are the seven tips, my friends, for practicing self-discipline. Number one, focus on the opportunity, not the obligation. Number two, small things count the most. Number three, design your environment to support your success. Number four, get your body moving. Move your ass, get up and get moving. Number five, count down from five and go. Number six, bet on yourself. Put some money where your mouth is. And then number seven, Find an accountability partner. And that's what I have for today's episode. If you love this episode, if you got value from what you learned here today, please pay it forward by sharing this episode with three people that you love. And please take a few seconds right now and scroll down where you're listening to, to give us a rating and review. The more positive reviews we get on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the more it spikes the algorithm and that tells the platforms that we have valuable content. So if you would do that for me, I'd greatly appreciate it. And until next time, I'm going to leave you the same way that I leave you every single episode by reminding you that you're full of unlimited potential and you have gifts that this world is waiting to benefit from. Go out and give those gifts. Go out and make it your mission to spread love and light into the world around you. I love you. You're amazing. And I hope you have an equally amazing day. Namaste.